Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we try to remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. So we need to be everyday Christians, not just Christians on uh, a day or two a week when we go to worship. But we really should be serving God throughout our lives and in all the various uh, aspects of our lives, uh, whether it be work, whether it be school, uh, certainly at home as well as uh, around our, our brethren uh, at the church services as well. So let's be everyday Christians. We are with Joey Davis again on the podcast this week. He has talked to us about drugs and alcohol and gambling and, and other addictions we have mentioned over the past few weeks. And today we want to talk about something that uh, certainly very taboo in society, certainly something that so many struggle with, and it's it's uh, very prevalent and, and just a, a terrible thing. And uh, if you do have younger ears that listen to this podcast with you, you uh, as the parent might want to make a judgment call on this one. Uh, this is something that is uh, is a sensitive topic, and perhaps uh, younger ears might not quite be ready for it yet. We're going to talk about pornography this week, and uh, this is something. That is very serious, something that so many struggle with, uh, something that is so readily available today. We just want to talk about it and want to let those that uh, perhaps are struggling with this know that you can get help with this. You, you can be pure uh, in your mind and your activities. And so once again, just remember, if you have younger ears, they might want to uh, not listen to this particular episode until they're ready for it. Joey, it's good to have you with us on the podcast again today. Uh, I guess, I don't know if we remember to introduce yourself last time, but uh, you work with the Roanoke Church of Christ in Roanoke, Texas, right? Right, And you've been there for quite a while now? Yeah, I'm working on 11 years there. 11 years, and that's certainly always a blessing when you're able to stay somewhere for, for a long time. And uh, we did mention the engraving heavenly truths that y'all are working with um, down there in Roanoke now. And uh, you want to tell us about your family? Sure. Uh, since the last time I was uh, on here, I have become a grandfather, and uh, <clears throat> that's exciting. Oh, Caroline yeah. and Caleb right. have uh, their first, Hadley. Right. So Caleb Rutherford with the network. Yes. Uh, he, he does the Transform podcast, and uh, I know it's a beautiful baby. I know you're proud of her. And um, what else? You, what else about your family? Well, we're doing well. Uh, my uh, wife and I are doing well. My other daughter, Sarah, is uh, just finishing up her master's degree and is uh, employed as a social worker with uh, Child and Family Services, awesome. private Child and Family Services Agency, and she's working with adopting families. And Good. So we're really excited about that. Too. that. That is great. That's a blessing to be able to help in, in that way. Well, as we mentioned, we are going to talk about this topic that is a difficult topic, a, a taboo topic, if you will. And this is also something that many preachers don't really preach about very often. Um, I know it's it's such a hard topic to talk about and discuss, and especially when you've got young ears maybe in the audience, you've got to be real careful with this particular subject. And um, But do we need to talk about it? Uh, we definitely do, and uh, I I think that will become evident as we work through this to talk about the ages at which, you know, we're often concerned about the age at which our children hear certain things. Right. What a lot of parents don't realize is we're way behind on this one. 
Absolutely, because here's the reality. Young children are getting exposed to this at increasingly younger and younger ages. Right. Uh, you just got to be extremely careful. We talked about devices last week, just at the <laughs> end briefly. These devices, yeah, they, they're neutral in the sense that they can be good or bad, but there's a lot of really, really bad that can come through them and are preying on not only us, but our children as well. Right. So we've got to just be extremely cautious and, and careful. Could you please kind of, I guess as we get the ball rolling, could you define the concept of pornography for us? Sure. I'll give it a shot here. So, again, from a dictionary perspective, uh, pornography is printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. And that, again, that's a dictionary definition. Now, some of it I agree with. I think it may come up short, you know, and really describing it. And so I've just kept digging a little bit. Here's another uh, definition. Pornography is that which exploits and dehumanizes sex so that human beings are treated as things and women in particular as sex objects. And so you, you know, it's the idea of turning what God has created into things or objects, right? And objectifying men or women in the way that we perceive or desire them. Here's a, here's another uh, definition. Pornography is the athlete's foot of the mind. It never really goes away. It begs to be scratched and promises relief if you do, but scratching it only makes it worse. I have never heard it put that way, but that is a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, that That's exactly right. Um, and, you know, your first definition, that was really more of the strict defi- uh, the dictionary definition right. of it. Yes, but I feel like it really is a lot broader than just that. Because right. what I what I mean by that is we're going to use some terms here that are used in the realm of pornography. They're in the realm of pornography. You have what is sometimes referred to, and this is a little bit crude, but it's, it's what they call it, hardcore. Right. And that is, you know, the, the anatomical things being seen. Yeah. But then you've also got, if you've got hardcore, you've also got softcore. Right. And what I think a lot of people fail to realize is, is movies... You know, an R-rated movie or even a PG-13 rated movie um, has softcore pornography oftentimes that is very much still erotically stimulating uh, in a very bad way and and causes the same effect. It might not be quite as explicit as far as what is shown, but the content is just as bad and and can cause the same problems uh, in the viewer. But it's not just visual. Um, it, It... one thing about that definition that I did like was it says written is also. Right. And so books, right. um, romance novels can be just as bad in creating mental images sure. that are also pornography. But here's another thing. What about a billboard? You know, you go down to the Dallas area and there's some seedy places in, in big cities and you can see a, a billboard for a, a cabaret, um, uh, a gentleman's club and, and it's, you know, if you see that, and of course they're going to have uh, scantily clad ladies, generally speaking, on right. those billboards, and that's pornographic. It's it's trying to stimulate right. uh, erotically. 
And, um, you know, even something like ads on Facebook or on the television screen can be pornographic in nature. Um, magazines, you know, when's, when's the last time you went to the grocery store and you're, you're standing there at the checkout and you look at the magazine and they've got the bikini pictures? Right. That's pornographic. And then you, you take, you know, you take that by extension and you say, okay, really, even the clothing that is being encouraged to be worn, really, when you think about it, it's pornographic. It's trying to incite lust. Right. So there's so many, you know, the spectrum is a lot broader than what many people typically think of when we think of pornography. Right. And especially for the Christian, you know, you tend to th- typically think of pornography as close off, engaged in, uh, you know, explicit Right. But you know, a Christian has to has to stop way short of anything like that, you know, because just the design of some clothing, you know, is is intended to create and to stimulate uh, interest and, and desires. Absolutely. The uh the lady that designed the miniskirt for instance right. instance, I think her name was Mary Quant or Marie Quant or something like that. She flat out stated in interviews, hey, this is so that we can get in bed. We want to encourage it by the things that we're wearing. And you think about miniskirts, but then you think about how it has increasingly become more and more scant, some of the clothing that's being uh, designed and uh, promoted for people to wear. And it's not just ladies. Um, you know, there are things that men shouldn't be wearing sure. either or not wearing. <laughs> sure, definitely. Uh, so, <clears throat> yes, uh not typically thought of as pornography per se, but it's it's causing the same response. It's it's inciting lust. It's it's inciting lasciviousness, and those things are flat out sinful. Right. So, so that's kind of our broad definition, if you will, of, of pornography. But we want to talk about what the Bible says about these sorts of things. Um, there are a lot of scriptures that are flat out violated. Uh, when it comes to this. Yeah. Right before we get into that, just a couple of other things. I was going to, you mentioned this, the grocery store checkout line. And I was going to add to that. Pornography used to be an intentional sin in the sense that you had to go and search for it. Right. right? You, you had to be looking for it in pursuit of it to, to get it. You know, when I was a kid, there was a top shelf in the grocery store uh, on the magazine rack. And the the magazines on that top shelf, of course, they were in plastic sealed wrappers, but they had a blackout page on the front where you, you couldn't even see uh, what the magazine was. But these were the pornographic magazines. Right. And uh, today there's no top shelf and there's no blackout page on any of these kinds of materials that are are available. It's widely available on any internet device, and uh, it will come looking for you. And you know, we mentioned young kids and the appropriateness of of this earlier. But in some research I did for a sermon on pornography a few years ago, uh, it became apparent to me or in my research that the average age of first exposure to pornography is 11 years old, which is just, it's crazy. But what happens is kids have access to the internet. 
uh, which, by the way, is amoral. You know, it's neither good nor bad. It's a tool just like money that can be used either way. But the problem is that because of a lack of regulation and governance over what can be available on the Internet and the lack of protection for children, I mean, it's there and it comes looking uh, for them. Uh, I saw also that nine out of 10 children ages eight to 16 have already been exposed uh, to uh, pornography unintentionally. You know, they weren't weren't looking for it. Nine out of 10. So if you've got 10 kids in your youth group, right, statistically, nine of them have already seen things that, you know, you wouldn't want them seeing just by virtue of the fact that they have used the Internet. And, you know, you could talk about some of it's accidental in nature, which is bad enough. And, right. But then you've, you've got the other end of the spectrum where, you know, out of the ones that have accidentally seen it, or maybe they were curious and looked it up, but then, you know, some of those are going to say, ooh, I've seen that, but I better not look at that again. Right. I've got others that want to see more and more and more, and they become addicted to it. Right. And that's why, which this was a shock to me, really, but the largest consumer population of pornography is this 12 to 17 year old age group. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, you just think about how much destruction that is causing and uh, how many marriages are going, you know, into the marriage right from the get go. Um, with a problem. With a problem. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very sad. Uh, you mentioned it, it will come looking for you. Uh, you know, I don't, hopefully parents are aware of this, but you could do something as innocuous as accidentally misspell the website you're looking for. Maybe a very popular website, you misspell it, and then it takes you to a porn site. Well, those companies do that intentionally. They go and look for domain names that are similar to popular website names with a common, you know, and they know, I mean, they're not ignorant. They know what is the common misspelling of that website? Right. You know, so that's the domain name I'm going to buy. And everybody that misspells that website address mm-hmm. ends up at a pornography website. Yep. And you may have never once thought about it. You just accidentally misspell that. You go to it. You may see it. And then you, all of a sudden you may have a problem with it because it's alluring and it draws right. you in and you click on it. Out of curiosity, and then before you know it, you're in you're in a uh, a rabbit hole of just you can't get out. Right. So it's very very dangerous, um, but it's out there and it's prevalent and uh, it's not going away. And here's another thing: there's so much money that's made in this industry, sure. billions and billions of dollars. I, I, I think it's more than like the professional sports leagues. There's more money in this and more money in this than Hollywood. I mean, it's just insane. What, yeah. Uh, what you, this industry is doing. And again, they are not ignorant. They hired the, the smartest people to figure out how to capitalize on on our interest, right? I mean, how, how many times you, have you been searching the internet for, like recently I've been trying to refinish the fence at my house. And so I had watched a couple of YouTube videos on refinishing fences. Then you're getting Amazon ads for, right. you know, uh, stains and, and different products for that purpose. Well, they they target you. Well, if you take that same idea into 
like Instagram and Facebook or whatever other social media platforms are, are being used, they they target you the same way, you know. Yep. And uh, and so when I say it comes looking for you, that, that's no oh, exaggeration. Yeah. It, it's within the algorithms, and yeah. uh, I think even it's tailored to men versus women. Um, this sort of thing is more likely to be targeted towards a man. Um, a woman might be targeted. Uh, for financial reasons and, and ad purposes for maybe, um, you know, something for her children or something for decorations of the house. They know what a woman is likely to click on and they know what a man is likely to click on or hover over or right. whatever. And uh, they use it and we, it's just out there. We've got to watch, you know, we've got, got to constantly be on guard for it because it's uh, just like Satan. It's walking around seeking who it can devour. It's the time we live in now. You know, kids are getting phones and devices at younger and younger ages. But what parents need to realize is you're already fighting a losing battle right at that point, you know. So you, you've got to have a strategy and you've got to be prepared. Absolutely. Well, let's get into now the, the scriptures that are violated if someone is using pornographic material and there are a lot we could go into yeah. um what, what do you have joey so uh, the first one that i that came to my mind and i wrote down was job 31 1 and i see that's on your list as well. right where, where job says i made a covenant with my eyes why then should i look upon a young woman um that principle hits the nail on the head you you have to determine decide and purpose what you're going to look at and what you're not going to look at, right? And that that's not a decision that you can make in the moment. You have to decide ahead of time. Okay, I know this stuff is out there, and this is what I'm going to do when I see it. I have made a covenant with my eyes. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Right. And so I'm going to bounce to something else. Absolutely. And, you know, we could get back into the immodest dress for a moment. You know, a lot of times we, we give the ladies a hard time on that. And, and we need to preach these concepts to them. Hey, you need to be careful what you wear. But don't forget, men, and, and this works vice versa for men and women uh, as well. But don't forget, you have the responsibility, too, of even if things are out there that you don't need to be seeing, and they are, you've got the, the individual responsibility not to look. Yeah. And Job 31, 30. 31.1 very clearly illustrates yeah, that. I think so. So I've got Matthew 5.28, something that Jesus said. He said, he who looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Right. And, um, you know, you, you've heard it said that you're not supposed to commit adultery, but what about this? It's basically Jesus' idea there. If you're looking with lustful intent, you're already committing the adultery in your heart. Now the only thing you're waiting on is the opportunity to actually do it. Yeah, and that's an important distinction to make. So it that that action in your heart doesn't constitute adultery, right, that would give grounds for divorce. Right. But what Je the point Jesus is making is, as you said, the only thing absent from that scenario is the opportunity. Yep. And if it's in your heart, it's just waiting to happen. You've got to, you've got to root it out because, uh, you know, all kind, all matters of evil come forth from the heart. That's right. where it starts. Uh, what else do you have, Joey? All right. I'm just going to 
kind of work down the list here until you tell me to stop, I guess. Okay, there, uh, there's a lot. Yeah, First Peter chapter 2 and verse 11. Uh, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. And so there's the fleshly appeal of pornography. But I want to highlight that aspect of it warring against the soul. You know, you you can read books, and I, you know, I've read several books in an attempt to prepare for sermons and things of that nature. And that aspect of it, the war that takes place in your heart when you're addicted to pornography is just, uh, it's horrible. Right. It's just the overwhelming nature of the addiction that you create uh, in your heart and and the desire and the strength of it uh, is. I mean, it's just a very grim picture when you think of recovery from that kind of addiction. It's just, there's not a very pretty picture painted by those who are well studied in the subject and who have written about it. Uh, it's just a road you don't want to go down because you're, you're developing and you're engaging in a, a lifelong war uh, if you do. And right. Peter cautions against that here. So I just jump from there to Second Peter chapter 2, verse 14, where Peter <clears throat> talks about those who have eyes full of adultery and that cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. And, I, you know, just to draw off of that, the principal idea there, having eyes full of adultery. You know, you've got, you, you've got the aspect of the pornography coming looking for you, you know, when you maybe weren't looking for it. So you have that aspect of it, but then you have the developing addiction of a person who, who has decided, okay, that's something I want to consume. And so when you, I mean, that's like two trains colliding. Your desire now, coupled with the fact that it's going to come looking for you, that that just gives renewed meaning, I think, to that idea of having eyes full of adultery. You know, that's that's what you're looking for, and you know, every moment, every thought is centered on fulfilling those desires that you've stimulated. Yeah, it's it's a recipe for disaster, and uh, like we've been saying, you're just waiting an opportunity. Right. So, Second uh, Timothy chapter two, verse twenty-two: <clears throat> uh, Flee also youthful lust. Uh, Paul cautions Timothy to pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace uh, with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Right, uh, and you know, pornography is the exact opposite of a pure heart. So how do we you know, glorify and honor God in our hearts and in our lives if we've, we're developing that kind of addiction and focus in our lives? So there's that. Then I think of 1 John 2, 15 through 17, where we're cautioned against loving the world and the things that are of the world. And, you know, think about what John says next in the, pornography realm, uh, all the things, what things in the world? Well, the lust of the flesh, okay, the lust of the eye, and the pride or the vainglory of life. 
You know, all, all of those come into play there. So we're talking about the different avenues, different avenues through which Satan might try to tempt us. But here's a sin, here's a vice that employs all three yeah. of, of those avenues. Good. You know, so it's like being hit by an attacking army from three different sides. Right. And being enclosed. <clears throat> right. Right. You mentioned Matthew 5, 27, 28. Uh, Romans chapter 13 and verse 14, where Paul says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Right. Okay? So there, there's a passage clearly that we violate uh, when when we allow that to become a, an interest in our lives. We're making a provision for the flesh to fulfill that lust. Uh, back a chapter, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2, where Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, we need to be doing a whole lot more proving the acceptability of things that we're doing, you know, and just just operating by that principle alone would rule out what we're talking about. You know, we know that this is not something God would want us to do if he were sitting, standing, watching over our shoulder. This is not something we we would be doing. Um, you know, our life is to be so much more and so much different than the life that is typical of, of someone who gets caught up in, in the sin. Uh, some more passages, you know, from a principal perspective, I think in Matthew chapter 12, verses 43 through 45, I call this the junk drawer principle. And uh, here, here Jesus says, and again, this is the principle of the passage. It's not so much the topic of the passage. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it be uh, with us or with this wicked generation. You know, most people have a, a junk drawer in their house, right? And it'll get to the point where you can't even shut it and you think one day all right i'm going to clean this out mm -hmm. and so you clean it out and four or five months down the road guess what it's junk drawer full of junk again the right. only way to get around that is to repurpose it right and to give that drawer a purpose the same principle holds true in our lives and our time with respect to pornography if you if your time is like a junk drawer and you have time to spend idly, wastefully, that's just an invitation for, for this, this kind of behavior. You know, Idle hands of the devil's workshop. It's going to come and find yeah. you. So I think Matthew 12, 43 through 45 is a good principle. All right, we're going to go ahead and pause the episode here for this week. Lord willing, next week we will continue this discussion on this very important subject with Joey Davis. 
What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.